0: Hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection, episode 67. It's great to be here. It's been a busy week, lots of work on book number two, which I'm feeling really excited about because I'm feeling it. I'm writing, I'm in my flow, I'm just feeling it and it feels so real and so right and I cannot wait to share it. Um, So bear with me as I get that. Created, um, I'm I'm loving it, and it's a it's a bit of a process for me. I feel like with all the mindfulness practice uh, I did, um, and I've been doing this year, I feel I've deepened my practice. So when I sit down to write, you know, I light a candle, I get right into it. I'm really really present, and um, all the research and all the thoughts and ideas they just come flowing out. and um, So I'm really enjoying that. Um, I also put on my social channels uh, an apology. I have had quite a tricky situation, I'm really, really sorry that this has happened but I had some feedback um, actually on on my birthday, Um, just some really sad news that someone was really hurt by one of the episodes and and challenged um, what the guests had said. you know there's two sides to every story but there was just some information that was inaccurate and I'm really sorry for any hurt caused you know I've worked so hard at this podcast it means the world to me the conversations mean so much to me and I do put a lot of trust in everyone that I bring into it it's a really safe place and my my trust is that people will come in they'll speak from the heart they'll be honest um, they'll they'll think they'll be kind and you know they'll just uh, think before they speak in terms of if it may really impact someone that um, the discussion involves, and it's a really hard thing. Um, so I, yeah, I put a formal apology out about that for anyone that was hurt, and it's been a, a lesson for me about how I can move forward and just be really um, mindful. And yeah, that's that's something that I'll have to consider moving forward, but don't let that put you off coming on if you're booked to come on or don't let that put you off um you know being being immersed in the conversation and and having an open mind about it because things happen and we learn from them and, and we can only grow and um and move on move on up a song i really liked as a child um I was thinking of N people there, moving on up. But um was actually, um, the only way is up there, baby, it's you and me now. The only way is up. So when we get feedback, you know, what um, Haydar, Dr Hazar said last week was so interesting about, you know, when we react, it shows we've got a lot of work to do and we've got to evolve. And when I get feedback, I really try and, um, just don't take anything personally. Nothing is personal. You've got to just take the feedback on board. Nothing in life is personal. It doesn't have to be. And I want people to always feel they can feed back to me and that I won't judge and I'll listen in and then I'll make a call. And on this occasion, I decided to take the episode down. So we have an episode missing, episode 61. Um, And what can I say? I'm sorry, but thank you for being here, guys. Thank you for coming back. I have got Super mojo injection for you this week, and um, yeah, I just had such a great chat. Adrian Fock, I think it's pronounced Fock. Adrian Falk, Adrian Falk, um, is all over the media. He um, has launched a book. He's also the founder of Believe Advertising and PR. But he's launched his book Believe, um, which is being yeah, he's been as you'll hear from the chat. You know, a really um, great response from the press to this. And he is a publicist, so he's he's in a quite a good place. I could do with his advice for book number two. <laughs> but no, it's just a really interesting chat about self-esteem and about how we can live a life of joy um, and just really kill it, slay it, slay it and go for what you want and and really start to push that inner critic to to the back door, you know, and and walk out the front door be all in on life and I just loved this discussion he took me to Sydney, we had a great time Um, I've also shared the video of it, if you prefer visual, on my YouTube Um, Jojo Fraser you can tune into it there and I also put a recent interview I did a few weeks ago on Radio Scotland all about my thoughts on parenting and my thoughts on the pressure to get that balance right between work my thoughts on doing something you love my thoughts on listening to the voice of what you should really your intuition of you know do you want to be at home do you want to be working what balance how you find that balance so I explore that in detail so you can also get that on my youtube Jojo Fraser right guys thank you for being here let's get adrian on he's got brilliant chat we just hit it off straight away and um i loved it so thank you enjoy guys and i think we are rolling, Adrian. How Hi. are you today, my lovely?
1: Good. How are you, Jerry Jerry?
0: Oh, I'm in Australia. I'm happy. Taking me back to Sydney. I partied so, in so hard in Sydney. Oh my goodness. Good like too. had the time of my life, but also did you know a lot what? of the oh like the outdoor. You know, the walk from coogee to Bondi.
1: Yeah, yes.
0: Did that at like 5am, oh Wild gosh. Swimming in the Sea after, Wild and Free, I just love it over there.
1: When were you here?
0: 2006 and 2007.
1: Okay. So they were like the good party years because unfortunately, I mean, there's been a bit of drama in King's Cross where there's um been people that literally died with a one hit punch. So the government in Sydney's got these lockout laws and it's literally uh, shattered the nightlife of Sydney city. And now they're actually loosened them a bit, but it's kind of too late. There's so, like, King's Cross is dead now, Oxford Street, you know, like all the clubs That's down there. That's where
0: I used to you know, hang like, out,
1: yeah. I know, it's all quiet, it's like a bit of a ghost town. And um, yeah, so they've got all these strict laws. So it's a bit of a state here now, unfortunately, so. Yeah, I think you, along with many others, have many fond memories of Sydney nightlife, and I certainly do as well, and it's kind of all changed. So, oh, yeah, don't feel like you're missing out on anything, because, yeah, unfortunately, that's all gone. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, I'm going to come back, but yeah, we'll come I won't be tomorrow. coming to go clubbing at the cross. It'll just be a different, you know. Um. So, Adrian, I want to hear yeah. all about you. I'd love you to introduce yourself from your... Yeah. You know, not just the intro I've given at the start, but I want to hear from you, like just who you are in sort of a minute. If, well, I'm not gonna put a time on it. Just tell just tell me. Give me an intro. Right. Who are you, Adrian?
1: No <laughs> so who am I? I am um I'm very I'm set you know, as you know, like I'm here to set the world on fire and I never give up. And even as we were just chatting before, I was determined to get my camera and my backdrop and everything working and So my story is, all my life, I feel like that people have never believed in me except for myself. And literally at the age of 20, um, as I finished my economics marketing degree, I had the desire to work and live in New York in advertising and publicity. This was back in 1997. Everyone goes, how are you going to land a job? I emailed all these ad agencies and I got a job over the internet. And that was like a new thing. You know what? An Australian's emailing us. um, It was crazy. I packed my bags a week after finishing uni and uh, I moved to Manhattan, lived there for three years, had the most awesome time. I was doing events with like Cindy Crawford, going to LA for E3 computer game, um, the computer game show over there. We had Rockstar Games as a client. And um, it was awesome. And then I realized after a few years, look, I could do this myself. Um, So i came back to australia and tried to i didn't open my own agency but then i was faced with like once again all these robots and people family friends like how are you going to do this how are you going to make an effort uh to, to get this off the ground so during the days i would literally cold call people um from the yellow pages and that night i would call work in a call center selling tickets for a charity raffle and uh it's now been 17 years and uh i'm still going still uh Got my company, believe advertising, PR, and um, I realized, you know, as I told a lot of people my story, like, and there's there's more to it. Um, I really want to share my insights with people, so I've written a book. So that as I've just launched recently, I have self-published that on Amazon, and it's been amazing. Like, it's actually a number one bestseller in the US, which is fantastic. Oh. It's available long paperback, yeah. Um, I know so so thrilled and literally I've never published a book before and I just at night used to stay awake till 1 2 in the morning googling like how do you publish a book you know and um, I've been getting worldwide media coverage I was on the home page of Daily Express in the UK Australian media supporting me even India and I did a Canadian breakfast TV last week which went to air for a morning show there so yeah now of course you taking uh, yeah, uh, your podcast uh, by storm as well. So thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's amazing to have you here and just connect with you because I'm really excited about the work you're doing. I'm excited to hear more. I know my listeners love this kind of thing. So just I always say to people, just be all in with me, you know. Just and I I don't really have to ask you that. I can tell that you're gonna just yeah. be. All in. And I don't
1: hold back. That's that's one yeah. thing. I'm never backwards and coming forwards. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. That's where the magic happens, though, when we are able to just be at this place. But I was interested what you said earlier that you've always had this self belief when people have not believed in you. So what's, talk to me a bit about that. Like, do you mean as a child, you've, you've kept the self-belief? Where do you think it came from? And why were you not crushed by all the critics that we constantly come across in life?
1: I know, I think ever, like I was always in like primary school, high school, always I felt like I was the underdog. I was like talking about going out, going out in um, high school, um, I was I was doing music for, for the end of year and uh, my but I was a bit left of centre so actually my comp- I did composition major but instead of doing a classical piece which everyone else did I recorded a dance music track back in 1994 yeah. and I uh, <laughs> had to play I, you know, I had to play that in front of the external board of assessors and it's like everyone's thinking what you're into dance music it's so weird and everything like that so it was always a bit of the head of the game and uh, I just always thought. Well, It doesn't matter. I don't care what you think, I'll just show you. And I think that just kept spurring me on. So from an early age when people always thought it was a little bit weird, different and quirky, it was like um, my motivation to show you, I'm gonna show you you something different and uh, and I am gonna make a success of my life and I am gonna prove you wrong. So I guess um, when it came to moving to New York and then I started telling everyone all the amazing stuff that I was doing um, to people that that you know back uh, home in Australia, it's like, why are you going to these amazing parties? I have a picture with me with all these celebrities. You know, I literally went to a different party every night there. It was amazing. It was um, it was before um, September 11, so um, the the whole atmosphere was uh, was really great in Manhattan and. Uh, yeah, and I think that's sort of like the, the power of people. And actually in the beginning of my book, I said this book is dedicated to all of those that ever believed in me. Thank you. Because um, that's what sort of has got me to where I am today.
0: So do you think it was you wanted to prove people wrong or what? what was it? Because a lot of people, when they get rejected, right? Yes. Or perhaps you the ego starts to kick in. You know, I can see with my daughter, she's seven now, so she's a bit more yeah. wary about how she dances. She's lost a bit of the magic, but she's very quirky and I can yeah. see she's going to do amazing things, but I can also see that she's being challenged by the ego. Um and she does care about what people think to an extent. So you know did you find even when you went into teenage years that you were able to to just keep going or did did you ever break thinking oh, I just, I do want people to like me.
1: Of course, everybody, as humans, we always, even today, you always think, uh, geez, in some ways you want to fit in and want people to like you and everything like that. Um, But at the same time, maybe it's also, as you head towards your, I mean, I'm 42 now, Mm -hmm. um, that uh, after a while you just don't care, you know what I mean? It's like a wisdom uh,
0: that comes with age. Do you think that it doesn't, or perhaps is it a wisdom that if people aren't accepting you, it's their issue?
1: With that, yeah, both. I, I definitely think it's both, and I sort of kind of got that from an early age. You know, it's like one thing that I put on my Instagram uh, a few weeks ago was um, you were you are too much for for some people, and then it said underneath, "those people aren't your people" or something like that. You know what I mean? And even actually ironically today, um, there was something that I put on my stories which says, it's okay if you don't like me. Not everyone has good taste. And mm-hmm. stuff like that just like makes me, it makes me laugh. Probably everyone else thinks it's weird, but I don't care. It still makes me laugh. So uh, that's the thing. I think as long as you can have a good laugh. I and, think that's
0: uh, so important yeah it's so important like keeping a sense of humor and not taking yourself too seriously because as humans as you say like we do have this mind and it's not our fault we have it but it's it can play tricks on us or you can hear these thoughts like oh i'll show them or whatever but actually when you can just rise above your critics and just have fun with it and have a joke rather than reacting in a really angry way you know there's a lot of anger out there and um yeah, it's hard. I always say
1: fight fire with water. You know what I mean? Like um, even if you're like someone's driving and they, they're honking the car at you and stuff like that, what I love to do is just like wind down the window, smile and just give them a good, nice wave. Yeah. And they just get so irate, you know, and that's the whole thing, you know, and just send them love because um, you don't ever want to bring your energy down to their level because that's what they want you to do. Even subconsciously, they may not even realise that's what, you know uh they're doing, but it really diffuses the situation
0: mhm it it really, really does because where do you go from there? Where do you go from love? I know. like love it, pure like, love knocks people down, it's in their tracks. it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that I was wa- I expecting you to put the fingers up, I wanted a fight, I was angry, Come on, bring it on, no I'll love you, my darling.
1: Without that, I mean, I've been I've been married for ten years, and I do love my wife a lot. But every like every couple, we always have your arguments, and what happens is sometimes I'll I'll actually say, I go, "Mish, geez, you look so cute today." You know what I mean? And I will just be like, <laughs> and I know it's hard to break that circuit, but then it just sort of stops everything and chills everyone out. You know what I mean? Like. As I say, if you take life too um, seriously, you won't come out of it
0: alive. Yeah, it's, it's so, so true. Um, and, and marriage, yeah, it's something I love talking about because, yeah. you know, it's a very intense relationship. You know a person so well, sometimes they can drive you crazy because you're different and it can be easy to clash. And it's, and it's so important to keep that sense of humour and laugh at your differences rather yeah. than let them build and then you go into that victim mentality well your way's not as good as my way and uh, it doesn't really get you anywhere does it?
1: No exactly that's right you know everyone's different everyone's got a way of doing things especially when it comes to stacking the dishwasher I find but anyway (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but no it's definitely it's definitely right it's um you just have to recognize that everyone's got their own way of doing things and your way definitely may not be the better way either. So you have to be open to that
0: too. But what if it's someone that, as you were saying, like I concur that the better way, for example, with road rage is to wave, mm. I'm in agreement with you. But what if someone says, no, but my way's better. And, and so you've got a mood hoover in your life who's so negative. Now I can say to you right now, well, I'm in, I agree with you. How do you deal with that when you know deep down that your way is better, like you know it's better to be positive, but they think it's better to be negative. How how do you deal with that?
1: I guess it depends on the situation. Sometimes you've got to choose your battles as well. If you're never going to see that person again and just be like, okay, that's fine. Or what can I learn from this situation? Or, you know, uh, it's just like, do I really want to get that, that I recognize that, you know, I've even said to people before, it's like, you know, agree to disagree. That's fine if you think that that's no worries. And, um, Yeah, move
0: on. Don't dwell on it. Yeah, because it's hard because how do we keep the authenticity with that? Like, just say someone complains they don't like a chapter in your book, right? And they're like, I was hurt by that because it made me feel this way. And then you're like, but that is my truth and I genuinely think it's true but they're yeah. saying, but I, I don't, buy. you know, I like, I want an apology for that or, you know, something like that. How do you, how do you deal with that? If you really, just- I would
1: actually just say, well, thank you so much for being so passionate and I'm just so grateful that you've taken time out to invest actually in reading something that I've published. So I, I really respect your feedback. Um, and, um, that's what I love. I love that interaction. So if you don't love something, that's great. I'm happy to chat to you about it and uh, your thoughts and whatnot. And um, yeah, so you you have that right to express that as well and, and tell me your feedback. And um, that's what it's out there. It's out to be criticized and be spoken about and be talked about. Because at the end of the day, I always say there's one worse thing than being talked about and that's not being talked about in some ways. So I think everything should be in some ways up to be uh, analysed and criticised, because you know, if you take everything that's just given to you on a plate, well, that's boring too, as well, isn't it?
0: I know it really is. So let's yeah. talk more about the book, right? Thank Why you. has it had such an amazing reaction? Talk to me about the magic of it.
1: I think the way that I'm always, and I'm big believer in self help books and motivate. Even like I remember. When I was like 14, I read Thinking Very Rich by Napoleon Hill, which was crazy. I remember sitting on a bus reading it because like, I know I got it from the library. Um, in life, everyone always says, What's your five year plan? What's your 10 year plan? Where do you want to be you know, in the future? What do you want to do when you're older? But no one thinks about the present. So I've called the book Believe, but start living the life you've always dreamed of today because I've realized no one knows what's gonna happen tomorrow, the next hour, or thereafter. But you do know what's gonna pretty much happen right now. So if you have a desire to do something, then why not start acting on it today? Because this moment, you're never gonna get back again. And it's about making a difference in your life and achieving whatever you wanna do, but starting from now, not like, say, waiting for five years or whatnot, or having that five-year plan. Which is still fine to have but it's sort of taking action from the current moment really Um, and i sort of just outline step by step really easily how you can follow my plan of action what i've done and uh and uh you can achieve anything you want um in there for example is one thing i always wanted was abs at 40 Um, I really, as I approached 40, obviously um, everyone's metabolism slows down and I was putting on weight and I realized I don't want to be going to my 40s being overweight and not looking or feeling good about myself. And this is my own personal goal. It's not for everybody, but I sort of, and my book's by no means a weight loss book either, but I used it as an example or analogy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you went to trainers and they go, well, you know what, ads are really pretty much a genetic thing and things like that. But then I sort of worked out a way just from, and that this works for me, I'm not saying this for everybody, by cutting sugar and um, refined carbs and dairy out of my diet that, you know, with moderate amount of exercise, you don't have to go crazy in the gym, that you can get in shape quite quickly. And uh, that was the other thing that set my mind to, because a lot of people saying you can't be done or, you know as society tells us that we're meant to let ourselves go once you're married or once you have kids and how you're going to find the time to do that but you know what we've all got the same amount of hours in the day it's like how you use them at the end of the day
0: it's so important so for you it was more about the eating than the exercise that got you those sculpted abs
1: <laughs> yeah as i say abs are made in the kitchen not in the gym and it's true that's what people i think don't realize so you know, you don't have to go on grueling workouts, um, lifting copious amounts of weight every day, because um, yeah, look, exercise is great for endorphins and everything like that. And I've read about like your, your uh, story with mental health and without a doubt, like I feel, um, I just love going to the gym now just for the endorphin side of things, because uh, you know, everyone needs a bit of a boost in life. And, uh, yeah, that's that's my natural, um, I guess, high.
0: I love it. I love it. So what exercise did you do? Just I'm, I'm interested because sure. I love exercise. And I love yeah. – I, 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 I am very much of that. It's all about how you feel. So I just yeah. say I would never say to someone else, you should do this, you should do that. But I'm yeah. of the pin. you know, when I'm eating well and I'm working out, I feel so much better. But sometimes, you know, if you're really engrossed in a project, you think – can I skip that session? How much of an impact is that gonna have? So what did you do?
1: So I made sure I never had any cheat days. Everyone goes, oh, I'm just gonna treat myself to a piece of cake, or I'm just, and this is me personally. I'm not saying you don't, I'm not a nutritionist, and I'm gonna disclaim the book, you can do whatever you feels right for you. But I know, for me, sugar and the studies on it is one of the most addictive things, more addictive than most drugs out there. So as soon as you cut sugar out of your diet, to start doing cheat days, it's really kind of like going two steps forwards, three steps back in some ways because then you're craving that sugar again. So you're going to cut out your cheat days. And also I read somewhere it says to not reward yourself with food. You are not a dog. And it's kind of like really resonated with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you're doing well with your exercise and your progress, go and buy yourself a new shirt or shoes or whatever as you desire but you know you don't have to um i think there's a there's a lot of issues with food these days because you know and it's bad and i'm even guilty of it as well you know you you say to your kids hey you know you can eat this ice cream as a treat so then we've got in our mindset that treats a food so when you're older you feel like well i'm going to be treating myself because i'm good or i've done well with food when Food should just be saying, yeah, you can enjoy it and without a doubt, and I know people think I'm probably neurotic about this, but once again, I really don't care, this is my perception, but it's also just a way of you sort of surviving, getting energy, so when you start realizing the types of food that you can put into your system, and um, then you actually, it's kind of like putting good fuel in a car, and you're gonna operate so much better and to see food as that way, um, that sort of changes your
0: mindset a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's all my mind- food is all mindset. And as you see, we make these associations like food is a celebration or food's not abundant, or you can't waste food. So you have to scrape your plate, all these labels and stories that we take on throughout our life, which really screw us up. Um, and uh, I find that interesting. So did you eat just when you were hungry? Did you eat three meals a day? Did you avoid snacks? Like, how did you do that? Did you use your intuition? Yeah.
1: I think the brilliant thing about me and typically my my lifestyle that I eat is paleo. Um, So um, I eat whenever I'm hungry because I don't measure calories. So I, um, you know, I do eat a lot of um, fish and plant-based protein, um, but I don't have grains. Mm -hmm. Um, So by doing so, you kind of like have a lot of like vegetables and um yeah which is not a bad thing or fish or chicken or even meat um and um or tuna and salad for lunch for example and that's what i do so it's like when people start i love it everyone loves to criticize you know but it's like they go oh my god your diet's so bad it's like how is eating fish and veggies for dinner bad for you you know what i mean it's like what are you eating for dinner yeah so yeah, everyone has their, their theory, and that's okay as well.
0: What did you eat for breakfast? I always like to get ideas.
1: Yeah, breakfast, I do an egg white omelette with a tin of tuna and spinach and tomato. Uh, so I do that sometimes before gym. Sometimes I wake up and I'm not hungry, so I don't have the preconceived idea of having breakfast before exercising. So it depends. If I'm hungry, I'll eat something. If not, I won't, you know.
0: Why and do that's you take the... There's why do you take the yolks out? Do they have sugar in them, or
1: no? Uh, I take them out because I guess if you eat too many yolks, they're quite um, high in in like the calorie side. of Although I don't count calories, but the, I find it's I, I use the egg whites more for just protein. Yeah, there's definitely some nutrition in yolks, and um,
0: the yolks. My favourite part yeah well
1: either that's all right it's not gonna hurt it's not gonna hurt too much it'll be fine yeah
0: interesting so you would have you would have your egg your egg white omelet or do you have porridge oats or anything like that i love my porridge. no because i
1: don't have oats yeah i don't have grains so. oh right
0: enough because oats yeah yeah yes yeah, so you don't have uh, greens or pasta or rice or potatoes exactly. or anything like that yeah
1: and you will look most cereals that we've been uh brainwashed with is uh you know they're just fortified vitamins and sugar really you know Mm,
0: yeah Um, a lot of sugar in there
1: yeah yeah
0: and do you have like so you say you don't have sugar so do you make those snacks that people do with like dates and honey and natural things
1: yeah like i'm occasionally i don't make them so i don't uh i don't really have but i do make these protein pancakes which are really good so it's kind of like almond flour with um of coconut flour and you use a quarter cup of that with some egg whites and and blueberries um, and cinnamon and whip that up and i put that with some manuka honey it's like honey that's from new zealand
0: i love it i have manuka i love it
1: yeah it's expensive over here yeah i think it's expensive everywhere um from some shops and depending on what grade you get but any grade is good uh i think and it's got less refined sugar than Regular honey on the shelves, so yeah, that's sort of like what I do, uh, as my dessert, as such. Yeah,
0: oh, interesting. So, you're sugar? Sh- have you been how long have you been sugar free for then?
1: Nearly four years, essentially.
0: Wow, wow. And do you tr- so out al- there's yeah. sugar and alcohol? Do you have no alcohol, or
1: I do have alcohol, like, I do, like, that's the thing. I'm not like, I will. I'm not gonna say I'm not like crazy. No, I'm not allowed, with my my food, yes, a little bit. I do tend to stick to that. But with alcohol, I will drink as well, not every week, but you know, maybe like once a month or something like that. Um, But occasionally now I'm sort of cutting that back a bit because when you haven't drunk for so long as well, when you have a few drinks, you just feel crazy. Um, The next day and hungover and look, let's be honest, when you have two kids, Having a hangover at 6am on a Sunday morning is never fun anyhow, and that's enough of a deterrent.
0: I know. It's it's hard. How old are your kids?
1: Uh, five and seven.
0: Right. Same, well, pretty much. my am seven and nearly five. So I'm feeling yeah. you. We're in about the same place at the moment. It starts to get a bit easier.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah. I still feel like I haven't slept for seven years, though, but that's yeah. all good.
0: And sleep is so important for our mindset and our self-esteem, and I'm really raising the vibration, isn't it?
1: Oh, without a doubt. And that's what I've kind of learned from the past year, sort of like, geez, I, I felt like I could sort of try and burn the candle at both ends by staying up late or, um, you know, researching stuff on the computer, you know, to 1am and then I realised, no, I can't keep this up. This is crazy. Know, Something's right. going to snap soon. Something's going to right yeah.
0: But if yeah, you are having a night to treat yourself what would be your favorite alcoholic drink
1: oh favorite Afro, that's a good one probably either an espresso martini or aperol spritz is pretty good
0: ah, I'm, interesting. Never
1: of, I'm never a fan of beer mm-hmm. um i think it just feels maybe it's the carbs or the wheat it just feels too heavy
0: mm-hmm. um
1: but yeah aperol spritzes go down very easily
0: Yeah, it's a popular drink these days, everywhere I look. And it's not just in Scotland or Australia. It's all over the world. It seems, well, a lot of places anyway.
1: But even now, actually, one of my clients, they're called Altered Spirits, A-L-T-D, Spirits. They have spirits without alcohol. So it's kind of like a flavoured gin using Australian botanicals and indigenous ingredients that you can mix with tonic water so it, you know when sometimes you feel like you want to have a drink, but it, there's no alcohol and it's sugar free, gluten free. So uh-huh. they taste really good as well. So that's sort of like a big trend, which is non-alcoholic spirits.
0: And yeah, because the the, the topic of alcohol is really interesting because obviously. You know, I've spoken a lot about addiction and the work I do, but I always say you need to remove the shame from it. You know, when someone says, oh, yeah. I'm an alcoholic, yeah. I have struggled with alcohol. You, you sort of need to remove the shame. Like if I said to you, why do you drink? What would you What would your first thing be? Because I like the taste because it relaxes me, or what would you say?
1: Why would I drink? Um, yeah, I think just to... It depends. Like I would never just have a drink at home with my wife. Like you know, if dinner, it'd be more of a social sort of uh-huh. engagement sort of setting that I would have a drink in. Um, so that's, that's probably why I would have a drink um, in that environment. I would, And also I have a policy like, I would never have just even one drink and drive. I just don't trust my metabolism. I feel like it's too hard. Um, so if I'm driving, I definitely don't even have one drink at all.
0: Do you have more fun with alcohol?
1: Do I have more fun? Look, everyone has more fun. But I guess maybe in the, you know, in the finite future, you do. But then the next day, when you start, especially if you haven't had uh, alcohol for a while, you feel really uh, horrible, like you just feel really horrible. Because uh, I know me, I get headaches and feel really sick in the stomach and everything like that because your body's not used to it. But of course, I mean, most people, but then again, everybody, to be honest, it's a bit of a downer the next day as well, talking about mental health, like who doesn't, it is like a depressant in some ways, alcohol. So, you know, you definitely have your high, but then you come crashing down, I feel.
0: See, that's what I'm interested in. I think culture's changing a lot around it, you know. So there's that pressure yeah. to have a drink, and how what I'm interested in is how we can raise the state without drinking at times, and, yeah. and sort of saying this time, right, I'm going to go a month without a drink, but I'm going to be in it. I'm not going to feel the pressure because I can raise my state in other ways.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, and I think to be honest, and that's why sometimes. Most of the time, I don't drink because, like, you can have if you're in a really good conversation or surrounded by really good people, you don't need to drink, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so that's that's the whole thing, yeah.
0: W- would you say, culturally, I mean, in Australia, are you quite open? Because in Britain, we have got we've been dubbed as you know, up upper lip, um, wear the masks um very proud don't want to be seen to be weak and also don't want to be seen to shine too bright because you're full of yourself if you say oh i've written a book and it's amazing and you know people can get a bit oh whatever so what what's Mm -hmm. it like in australia
1: i think our commonwealth um culture is pretty similar so we call it here it's tall poppy syndrome yeah Uh, so everybody has to be the same so um, in America, I think that's why America is so good. And I, in, you know, I, I really think, you know, in some ways there's there's a lot of good about America because they encourage, they're so encouraging. You know, like when I was working there, like my boss would walk in and goes, hey, I just bought a boat. And everyone would be like, yay, you know, and applaud, you know, and everything like that. And they're very encouraging um, that way. Um, and you see like with the talk shows, and even if you go to a movie and watch that, it's, in America here, and I'm sure it's the same as the UK. Like I remember watching the Titanic in when that came out and I was in, in New York City and people are like standing and cheering in the aisles and everything like that, you know? And it's like, it was fantastic. I've never seen anything like it before. They really get into it. Well, we're a lot more reserved I feel like in Australia and probably in the UK and you, it is, it is a weird thing, especially me being a publicist well, doing publicity on yourself. So <laughs> that is, it is the most weirdest thing ever because I'm always getting people in front of the camera and I like normally being behind the camera and being not in the spotlight so much. But um, I knew that if I wanted to communicate my message to the world, I had to put myself out there and sort of deal with that and not care what people think about that way. Uh, you know, about that too. So that's cool.
0: I love that as as a publicist would you say it's all about getting people to gain respect like what are your tips for people that really want to make an impact because i guess your job is to to help people make that impact right
1: yeah number one i always say to everyone just be yourself because everybody else is taken and also people can see through when you're not being yourself um you're not authentic and people don't like that, you know, then they feel like they're being sold to because you're putting on a front or anything like that. You know, no one likes like a used car salesman or something like that because they're all very cheesy and they say the right things. And, you know, they feel like they're being lied to. So, um, yeah, so I guess to position yourself as an expert or um, yeah, to, is to be yourself. And um, from there, I. I guess, communicate the story. Everybody has a, you know, yourself and me, everyone has a great story. You just have to dig deep and find it and share it with others. And um, I think that's a really important thing because you can really inspire a lot of people. Um, everyone's had different life experiences and I think everyone can benefit from what other people have been through as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And someone, there'll always be people as you say that connect with you. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, and then there'll be people that find you too much as well. I mean, I've had that all my life. People have either really got me or they found me way too intense and weird. And it's yeah. learning to let that go and say, but I, I don't like living another way. I want to be intense.
1: Yeah. And that's great. Intense is good because you'll find your tribe. And I think that's why we've connected so well. Because it sounds like we're both probably intense people. yeah. And um, But that's good. But then you'll have your following. And that's why you've got your amazing podcast. And that's why you do have your following. And that's great. So you're doing a real service to everyone out there um, across the globe.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, as are you. So what, tell us some of the feedback you've had so far. Is there specific parts in the book that have made people go, whoa, light bulb moment there? Have you got a couple of things in your head that you think that book bit- nailed it i was yeah. in the creative flow there and it's working and i'm inspiring the world
1: <laughs> i think like one thing which i start off with is like personally just got to stop and breathe because we live in such a I and mean then that's what people you know a lot of people come out to me and it's like i just know i need to just breathe and that's what you say like early on in the book you know start off and breathe and just like Take a moment just to relax, because we live in such a fast paced world you know with high speed internet and with our jobs and always being on call and um, and everything like that, and especially social media that we never really find time for ourselves and to focus on inwards and what we want to do and what are our goals and objectives and what we can want to achieve with our life because to say in the book, if you don 't start living the life that you want to live. Then you, other people can take control of your life and you'll live someone else's. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really important that you sort of work out what are your goals? What do you want to do? You know, is it to run a marathon? Is it to start your own business? Is it to lose weight? Is it to find a new career, move overseas, learn a new language? Whatever it is, you can do it, but you just have to like, ask yourself the right. Um, questions because you know the answers within
0: Mm. how do we get to that place within what helps you
1: yeah i love um i love actually as you said bondi to Bronte walk is really amazing just Mm. taking time out trying i'm fortunate enough that i do live near bondi beach um but Even through exercising, that's a really, I get a lot of my thoughts on the treadmill because and listening to music. Oh, I love, it. and I actually, there's there's ways in the book. Um, even essential oils, I'm a big user of essential oils. Um, one of my clients is Young Living and they're the world leader in essential oils. And literally I buy their products and I'm not doing this for a plug for them. I literally love their products and I really find it helps with my wellness and well and. Um, Just there's ways that you can elevate yourself when you're going in that downward spiral that we all do every day, you know, and trying to break that cycle. Um, So uh, you don't have to live near the beach, but even if you know, if it's a nice day, take off your shoes and socks and connect with the earth and grass and nature and that energy. um, And it sort of feels like um, that you're connecting with something higher and, that way you sort of start opening up and realizing what you do want. And it will come to you, that inner voice, you have to start listening to that way more because I feel like we all have that voice but we sort of push it aside. But I, yeah, we've all got this amazing inner voice that will help guide us throughout our life.
0: So the key is not distracting yourself with the busyness, isn't it?
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: But there are yeah. tools, yeah, to elevate us. Um, and uh, what you say about essential oils, so you do like rub them in certain points and do mindful breathing with them, or what's your thing? Um,
1: literally, to be honest, and this is, sounds very Australian, I literally will just like whack them on my uh, wrists. Or there's a really good one, actually, a cedar wood is, um, that helps you um, sleep. So if you put it on the on your your toes, your big toe, nice. um, that that's uh, known to help you sleep. And um, it's like a point in Chinese medicine uh, for, uh, yeah, uh, that will go the meridian of energy uh, starts, or there's a point there for big toes. But even just like in the neck area, lavender is always amazing and to them for the kids and it definitely uh, chills them out before bed as well. So yeah, oh, it's good. Cool. I yeah. love
0: that. I'm going to be putting some essential oils on after this. I've I've actually been getting the kids into them and we were kindly gifted some essential oils for kids. Uh, A brand called Deterra. I don't know if you've heard of it.
1: Yes, Um, I have. They
0: they gave us like a pack to take away, (laughs) but they're roller ones. So the kids are loving it because... On holiday, they were like, it was good for me because they just roll all the essential oils. And there's ones that say strong and brave and and calm and stuff. So i will be like, which one are you going to put on? You're going to put on calm, brave? So they're rubbing them on my back and I'm rubbing them on theirs. And uh, whenever I get adult essential oils, I just like... My mum's always been into it, so she'll get us picking lavender from the garden and making her own and stuff. Oh, that
1: sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a despite, you always have to make sure that you use maybe a barrier oil if it isn't a roll on because otherwise it can really burn your skin so just make sure you use it as directed that's my little uh, disclaimer there yeah
0: yeah that's a good point very good point because yes some of these oils
1: some oils that are going to burn their skin because yeah often you need a barrier oil or just to diffuse them if you're going to topically apply them yeah
0: yeah so important i love like the really deep oils that just take you to that place of calm and oh just <laughs> oh it's so so good for the soul isn't it it is it is yeah so what is true joy to you then true joy and peace what does it mean what does it look like
1: true joy i guess it's just feeling happy i know that sounds like not like synonym but just feeling content, I guess I should say, in the current moment that you're in. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm really, really enjoying this uh, conversation with you and I'm just, I'm in pure joy because hopefully you can see it in my face because you know, like I'm speaking to someone, it's like amazing, like how amazing is technology? I'm in Sydney, you can see me. It's like the Jetsons in Scotland you're in, right? And- uh, oh,
0: Sorry, I don't have such a beautiful backdrop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's all right. Um, but I'm just so grateful, you know what I mean? And, and I am like that, you know, we've got this technology and we can connect and mm-hmm. it feels like I'm chatting to you face to face and uh, also helping sharing my, my message out to your, to your podcast followers as well.
0: So I think it's just
1: being very grateful and appreciative in the current moment I'm in, that's what I see as pure joy.
0: Yeah, and it's being there. So it's wherever you are, it's being there fully.
1: Yes, yeah, without a doubt. Otherwise, you will live your life. You know, I saw on Facebook um, the other day, it's like pictures of, you know, people living their life. But what they've done is they've taken out the mobile phones. So there'll be a couple lying in bed, but their backs
0: saw together. That.
1: Yes, right? That seems to be trending at the moment. So, and how funny is that? They were addicted to these devices, and I'm included. I'm not going to say I'm not on you know, my phone because, you know, You know, for work or for whatever, you always, like, you have to feel like, you know, but take some time out to do a digital detox some part of the day. I think that's where, like, even exercise is good because I'm not really on my phone or checking emails or anything like that. Yeah.
0: Well, why? Because it's like a slot machine. You know, the slot machines. um, Yeah the wire to scroll and uh, I speak openly with my husband on uh, episode one which is way back way about his gambling addiction and that that was just he's over it now, thankfully. But the slot machine was kind of his escapism from things that were going on, painful things. And um, I I can see him now though on his phone, on Facebook and stuff. And I'm like, you need to watch that because they're very, you know, the scrolling is very like the slot machine. I'm like, don't just spend your whole day scrolling and liking, scrolling and liking. You need to get off that phone and and just put it away because they're so addictive. Like nomophobia is a thing, you know, people are going to therapy for screen addiction.
1: Yeah, oh, without a doubt, you see it with kids now, and and iPad usage and everything like that, and uh, so many studies about um, you know ADHD um, and uh, iPad usage and everything like that in kids because their 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 brain it gets used to this rapid pace and fast paceness from an early age, so. Um, when they're sort of glued to electronic device they expect that um i guess that fast paceness and then when that's not there they find it very hard to focus yeah it's
0: it's really really scary when you think about it and i i'm aware like i took bonnie out last night to the theater and i let her pick the restaurant and we went to this beautiful restaurant and she had her, she brought out her drawing book and the waiter asked her to draw a picture. And if she drew a really nice one, he'd bring her an ice cream. Right. So the posh restaurant, it wasn't just an ice cream. It was like in this big silver goblet with the hot caramel sauce, like we're in her element. Um, so she's sitting there, but I thought this would be an, a great time for me to sit scrolling, catching up on emails. But I deliberately didn't bring my phone out because I thought yeah. I'm just going to enjoy the moment. I'm going to look at the lovely surroundings of the restaurant she's yeah. picked to take us. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to look at my daughter drawing, and I'm going to try and connect with her as well and have a bit of a chat, even though she's engrossed in her picture. She's been, you know, and really just, but I could feel, you know, the temptation was there. Well, I could be on my phone working right now. I could be doing stuff.
1: Yeah, um, no, it's really hard. It's really hard, especially with kids. Otherwise, they're like, it's like that Adam Sandler movie, Click, I think, you know, where you're just on the remote control, and before you know it, Kids are growing up, it's like, where's your life gone? Because you've been living behind the device.
0: Mm, And how much, if we were to know, well, it's great now that the app can tell us, like, okay, you were on your phone an hour more last week, or, you know, so you can keep tabs on it. So we do have tools. You know, I got this watch specifically because. I noticed that like, my clothes were getting a bit tight because i had been writing a lot when I wasn't with the kids and I wasn't moving yes. enough. So I thought, well, it reminds me to get up and go for a run or do yeah, right. that. So th- there are tools, so we need, we need to use technology and um, when it can help us, but we need to be aware of it, don't we?
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it can be our friend, but it can be our foe for sure.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are the plans for you? What- what's coming next for you?
1: I think um, just to continue, like, obviously I've got my, uh, what I love to do uh, is help people with their uh, ma- their message and get them out into the media worldwide. And I've worked with so many amazing people, you know, one guy, his name's Harry Sanders, literally four years ago, he was at the age of 17 homeless living under a bridge in Melbourne, and now he has uh, one of the, strat- the- largest Australian uh, SEO agencies called Studio Hawk and just getting his message out there of how you can sort of overcome that, you know, barrier as well to um, start your own business and everything like that. And just through the power of publicity, I've grown his business um, from March this year. Now uh, I've got him worldwide media coverage and even got him on BBC. Like I watched the interview here in Australia it's a global audience, 360 million. and. It's now opened up an office in London uh, last month because he had so many inquiries from people in London or UK wanting uh, SEO. So um, yeah, I always, every day love, and I, I'm really honored and blessed. I know it sounds really cliche, hashtag blessed, but I am, um, to do what I do on a daily basis and helping people get their story out there into the media on a global scale. Um, Fortunately, I literally work with people right around the world, which is amazing. But at the same time, I guess uh, my little side project is now that my book's out there, helping trying to promote that more so I can get my message out there and, and really try and encourage others um, about how you can live your life that you've always dreamed of. Because at the end of the day, we really actually only have one life and you never want any regrets. And um, that's the thing. I think life, as we all know, goes so quickly. Uh, and that's, I'm really beginning to realise that, like I'm now 42. Uh, and it's, geez, I never thought. You know, 42. It seems old. I guess it's all relative. But I'm actually younger and fitter than I was 10 years ago. So, oh. ages the number. Yeah, that's what you have to realise. In some ways, you can turn back time. Yeah. Man.
0: Do you know I I quote Kylie on my second book. I should probably hire you to do my publicity for the second book because I'm so proud I'd love of it. To. It's yeah, going to right. go like I'm really really delighted with the feedback I had from book number one but book number two put is even more me if that could be possible it's even more me but I I, Mm. um I quote Kylie in it because I saw her for the first time live and recently a friend invited me along she was at Edinburgh Castle and uh, I've never seen her live and I I used to watch her as a child when I was like five in my living room and I thought I want her fire I want her energy I want her passion I want to be Kylie um (laughs) And uh, she sang, it's never too late, you still got time. And I was like, it hit me. Like, she's so right. And I just heard that song in a new way that night at the castle going, yeah, like, I know what you're saying. It's never too late to write a book. It's never too late to get the abs of your dreams. It's never too late to set the world on fire. Like, just do what you want to do. And that's an amazing message.
1: Without a doubt, I think that you've summed it up perfectly with the Kylie tune. Uh, of course, who doesn't like Kylie? Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, the thing is, without a doubt, and that's what I'm trying to convey to everyone. It's that like you can do whatever you want to do. And whatever I've achieved, that's not what you may want to do, but that's okay. I'll show you in, you know, in my book and um, how you can you know use the techniques to, to work what you want to do.
0: I love it. And for someone that's wanting to write a book, perhaps they've gone to publishers and they keep getting rejected, but they believe in their work. Did you, were you always going to do the self publishing because you know how to publicize and that's your thing? Or did you consider a traditional publisher?
1: Literally maybe for two seconds I did, but then I just thought, I know that nowadays, thanks to technology you can just publish books yourself, which is amazing. You know, and um so that's where i mean i didn't really know how to do it but that's where i googled a lot and um i uh i did it and uh you know so uh and you know i think you know the the amazon platform is really amazing as well so it's quite good to to be able to upload you know your book on there and it's pretty instant you know so before you know you've got a global platform there um, and you've got it on Kindle and paperback, you know, through Amazon, which is which is amazing. Um,
0: did you need technical so, skills to do it? Like to, to use Adobe or anything? Or was it literally just getting the book edited and pasting it into their... You can their- do
1: that if you want. I wanted to make my book a little bit prettier. So I did get a interior book designer once it was uh, written up in Word. That was, that. I guess, manuscript was, taken and uh designed page by page so then i got like um a book designer to actually typeset uh for for amazon's formats and um then then also got a designer to do the front cover with someone in the front cover to look you know really good i
0: love the front cover <laughs> uh, and, it's a real taste of your time you know
1: yeah exactly so that was um yeah so that obviously I got you know done because I wanted that to uh you know for the reader to give them the best experience possible mm-hmm.
0: but if you are someone that really has a message you can do it and it doesn't have to cost thousands of pounds
1: without a doubt yeah as long as you've got your good message there and um yeah I think I believe even if you do have it just as a word document Amazon will format that and um turn it still into a Kindle book for you, which is pretty amazing. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. It's I know, right? Yeah. So inspirational.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks, so are you, so are you.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. So what would be your sort of takeaway advice for people? What's your sort of favorite? Do you have a mantra? Do you have quotes?
1: I've got so many quotes. Um, Start believing, I always say the easiest thing you can find on earth is, to, is someone that will say that you can't do something. So don't listen to the naysayers, listen, start listening to yourself, start backing yourself. Because how, how many of us just don't do that and start believing in yourself and that's a brilliant place to start. Mm,
0: so true, so true.
1: Because when you start believing in you, then so will others. I think the way you treat yourself is the way that others will treat you.
0: Mm -hmm. It's so so true when you have respect for yourself and it's not about, you know, because you need to shout your message, you do need to make some noise, you know, especially if you're promoting something like a book, you have to put yourself out there, but it doesn't necessarily, people can pigeonhole people like us as, oh, shining too bright and all that stuff, poppy syndrome, whatever you're saying. But that's nonsense. It's like, no, you're just living your dream. It's not.
1: Exactly. It's nothing arrogant. if you don't like what I put on Facebook, then defriend me. I don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's the thing. What's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, that's what I always like to say. Um, What's the worst? Yeah, that's going to happen.
0: Oh, do you know, I really want to meet you and I'm trying to start to because I do a lot of keynote talks. So right, I on, my, know. on my job list is to start contacting people, send them stuff of me speaking um, yeah. and then try and get to do more global stuff. So bring the yeah. Mojo global. So hopefully I'll get some gigs right. in Australia and I can meet you.
1: Absolutely. I'd love to meet you. It'd be great. We can uh, do one night of Bronte together and uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. That would yeah. be
0: amazing. Um, well, I'm really looking forward to properly finding out more. I know we've we've met fairly recently on this amazing platform, but um, yeah. I'm looking forward to putting this live. I'm. Um, I always ask people their favorite songs and why, just to sort of sing us out.
1: Right. Oh, that's really interesting. Uh, favorite song? I've got. I love music. I really, really love music. So. Favorite song? Oh, there's so many. Um, I mean, I mean, one that comes to mind is—I <laughs> don't. No one's going to know, know it—is Ahmad by Van Held, and you don't know me. Um, it's a dance track. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe that's probably not the best, but look it up, Ahmad Van Held, and you don't know me.
0: Does um, it have singing in it over the dance it
1: tracks? Does. It does have some tracks. Do you want me to let
0: me, let me look it up
1: for you? Hang on. We can. Uh, um, okay. I don't know if you can hear this. This is very. Oops. Can you hear me still? I
0: can hear you. Oops, there's an ad. Oh, you've got to love the ads. It's YouTube. We're in, we're in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. And they have millions
1: <laughs> of places to find people perfectly. Chow-rored rooms and a barbecue. Sorry, let me just get
0: rid of the yeah. ad. Oh, it's fine. You know, it's, we, ads are part of life, the world that we're living in.
1: I ask you what was man's problem <laughs> Really, not the best song.
0: No, never never talk yourself out of your good songs.
1: <laughs> there's a long intro, that one, and there's another one that says, um, it's a 90s dance track called Don't, um, I think, um, Don't Give, Don't Give Up, or I'm even seeing what, what, what is kind of, what kind
0: is it Don't Give Up, You Know yeah. It's True, yeah. Gotta Do What uh, You Gotta Do. No. It, is, that exactly? Ryan, is that Ryan Adams?
1: That is. I do like that one as well. I do. I really do like that song as well. There's actually a song called Believe, which I really do like as well. Oh,
0: so you can dedicate so, it to your book.
1: I know, right? It's not the sheriff's track,
0: but. Um, oh, I love that yeah. one. Do you believe in life after love?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's Kylie, I believe in you. We
0: oh, yeah. I believe in you. I believe yeah. in.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: You've given me a lot. You've given me a playlist for my run.
1: I know, right? I'll should. i should, I'll share my Spotify playlist with you.
0: Oh, thank you. I would love that. That go. would be fabulous. Yeah. Know, well, it's right? been amazing to have you. Where do you want people to connect to hear more? Do you have a favourite platform? or
1: So you can... I'd love to hear from you. So you can email me at, um Or go to my website first, because then that has all the, I guess, social media channels, which is easier. And it's just believeadvertising.com, B-E-L-I-E-V-E, advertising.com. On there, there's a link to my personal email. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you think of the podcast. There's a link to my Instagram account. Um, Yeah, so you can connect with me through there. There's a link to my company Facebook page, which I'd love to chat to you through, for Messenger or whatnot. So um there's a there's a few different ways there to reach out or even linkedin adrian for i'm on linkedin as well so where
0: did you find my uh, stuff actually
1: where did i find your stuff
0: can you remember
1: i think i was just doing research i'm just you know like on um podcasts and influences and um and came across you yeah of course and who at the end of the day who hasn't heard of jojo fraser right
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'll keep making noise, but the right kind of noise, and you too. That's right. Well,
1: we've heard about you down under, so we know about you here. Am I your first Australian guest?
0: Oh, I don't know. I have had Australians on, um, but no, I think you're my first one recorded from, you know, I've had people that have moved here from Australia on.
1: Oh, right. So first person live. You're my um, first
0: live. Yeah, this is the first time we've taken it actually into Australia.
1: Australia. Nice.
0: And I love Australia and it's on my vision board to get back there. So no, That's the other
1: thing which I mentioned. Vision boards so important, hey? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's important to have yeah. a vision and know where you want to go. Exactly. know what you want and not what someone else wants of you you know you could say to someone what do you want and they see well my husband thinks this or so." no alarm bells what do you want
1: <laughs> yeah exactly that's right yeah
0: oh well listen thank you so much that's been the quickest hour of my week because i've loved it,
1: it. Fast. i've really enjoyed this and maybe you can catch up another time for your podcast and we do a little follow-up and uh yeah even happy if you ever do like Oh, I've probably wouldn't on podcast live questions or something like that.
0: Yeah, well now yeah. we're connected, you know. So yeah. that that's it, you know. Yeah. We we um love your vibe. So we'll definitely keep in touch. And um, so I I really appreciate your honesty, your energy, and just your intentions. So thank you very much for that. No,
1: thank you, thank you for
0: believing in me. I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> that's the song. That's a song. Adrienne, you had such good chat I think you're awesome Thank you for bringing the fire to episode 67 Let's sing out in your fave tune I freaking love it, I totally know the song You don't even know me You say that I'm not living right You don't understand me so why do you judge my life? This is so in tune. I always say every week, judge less, live and love more. I'm always holding my own. Every time I turn around, there's something. People talking about what they don't know. And when I try to move under, they're always putting me down. I'm tired, yet, yeah. I've had enough. It's my life and I'm living it You don't even know me You say that I'm not living right You can't understand me So why do you judge on my life? Yeah we should judge less Oh I, I love it Adrian. I bet you totally belt out to that with your dance moves and you just go for it and you just love it So good um yeah thank you just loved it thank you my darling